Hey guys, I'm Erin. And I'm Jacob. And welcome to the Hits Don't Lie podcast, where two best friends argue over pop music. Every episode, we come up with a new theme, we'll bring some songs to the table, and we'll pick our five best songs from that list. And at the end of season one, you got to choose the last theme. So that means that it's my turn to choose the theme for episode one. And I decided on soundtrack songs. We haven't talked about movie themes yet, and I thought it would be a great place to start. And bonus points, if we picked a song that was specially recorded for that movie. And spoiler alert, I only picked those. And I'll have to go back and check. I'm pretty sure I did too. I just took the extra challenge and said, okay, I'm doing only ones that were specially recorded for the movie. And I didn't do it on purpose, but I think I achieved that too anyway. So we'll see. Well, it's been a minute. Our first recording of 2022. What's been going on? Oh, how's 22 treating you so far? It's... Full disclosure, we have had a wild January, so (laughs) we are just happy to be in February, be together, back at this. (laughs) But can we talk about the biggest thing that has happened in January 2022? Is it Rihanna? And it's Wordle. Oh. (laughs) Whoa, hold on, that's number two. Yeah, so Wordle has swept the globe. It's taken over my Twitter. It is the sourdough starter of this stage of the pandemic. We've all just moved to Wordle now. Our starters have died. We're just on Wordle at this point. And we're so comfy just all enjoying the same word game together and no one's spoiling it for anyone else. How is that? I do not understand. I applaud it, but I do not understand How in a world where a movie will come out and in 30 minutes people have posted every single spoiler possible on Twitter, how is it that no one wants to post the Wordle spoiler? I don't watch Euphoria, but I feel bad for Euphoria fans. In fact, Katrina from the Save Your Sorry podcast, I just saw her tweet something a few hours ago where she was like, I can't even get on Twitter anymore until I watch the episode because it's full of spoilers. But we're not spoiling Wordle. And so I've officially decided I'm an actual genius because I decided to try, with your encouragement, the Spanish Wordle. Uh I've only done it three times. Two out of those three times, I guessed the word on the second guess. So I'm <gasps> literally, guess. I'm literally a genius. Oh my god! Put that degree to use. My son was a Spanish major. <laughs> <laughs> well, after seeing your success with the Spanish version, I decided to try the Japanese version. Which let me tell you, the Japanese alphabet is way larger, and they give you twelve guesses on there because it's that's just crazy. a lot to deal with. My first time doing it, I got it in three guesses. That's amazing. And I also noticed, am I wrong, that the Japanese Wordle only has like four letters? Yes, it is only four letters. And then there's 12 guesses. That's insane. Yeah, I'm on a streak. I'm three days into the Japanese one. No problems. I've gotten them all. So we'll see how long we keep this up. Yeah, I agree. I'm afraid to ever play Spanish Wordle again in case I (laughs) break this. Well, I want to talk about 2022 wishes and predictions, a little prognostication, if you will. Let's try to decide what is going to happen in the music industry in 2022. My first major prediction for 2022 is that we are going to get 
a Britney track that is going to burn the world down. Oh, I love that. People must just be falling over themselves to contact her and try to work with her right now. There has to be a track there that is just going just the whole world in flames with the Britney track that could come. Imagine she can finally say what she wants to say. Imagine how she's going to do that. I think 2022, we're going to get it. I would love to see that. I will say the skeptic in me is like, she said she's done. She's recently said she's retired. But wouldn't it be great? But wouldn't it be great, But wouldn't it be great? I'm putting this out there. These are predictions, but also just wishes. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I want to manifest that. And I forgot I want to manifest Britney Spears triumphing in every single lawsuit that she brings oh yes just killing it in the courts this year yes i want her to be the only free spears in the yes thank you (laughs) i couldn't have said it better myself okay well according to us 2022 is going to be great yeah well and we're the only opinion that matters true 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 Well, guys, welcome back to season two of Hits Don't Lie. If you listen to us in season one and you're returning for season two, we love you so much. If you're here for the first time, welcome. Tonight, we picked four songs each for the best Mm -hmm. songs that were made for a movie. And we're not movie buffs, are you? Because I don't think we are. I mean, I don't think I can call myself a movie buff. I watch a lot of movies, but I can just watch something and enjoy it for what it is. I feel like if you say movie buff, it means you're kind of critical, maybe. Mm, I actually like want to disagree with you there because out of us two, I think I'm the one that can watch a movie and just enjoy it. And usually after I've seen a movie and I ask you if you liked it, you seem to come a little more back with some commentary on it. Like, well, I didn't like this or I thought this. And I-, I mean, I can watch it and dislike it. I-, I can still watch it and not just be like ragging on it. But I can also watch things, rag on it, and have fun watching it. Yeah. Does that make sense? I hate watch a lot of movies. Yeah, I know that about you. (laughs) And I'm like, watching movies with just no opinion at all. Like, oh, cute. You know, (laughs) that was a great movie. But we both love soundtracks, right? I mean, sometimes I'll listen to a soundtrack even though I haven't seen the movie. So this was pretty easy for me. Oh, it was. Interesting. I don't know that I'm a fan of soundtracks just on their own, but I know you and I have... A little personal history with singing soundtracks in the car and duetting. So mm-hmm. I <laughs> hopefully we'll mention that tonight. So it's my topic. Therefore, I'm the one to start tonight. And the first song I brought tonight is the iconic version of Lady Marmalade from the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. Yes! And this is by Christina Aguilera, Little Kim, Maya, and Pink with an introduction from Missy Elliott. get so excited seeing missy every time me too i this was definitely on my list i kept it off because i just was betting you were gonna bring it you cheater (laughs) you're such a cheater we have a huge connection to this soundtrack 
yeah, a pretty big personal connection. This was one that we would put in and annoy our friends riding around town, just singing every single song. What an iconic moment to have these four together. So what's your first song? Okay, well, my first song is one that I think honestly needs very little introduction. It is Independent Women Part 1 by Destiny's Child. Oh my god, this is one of my picks. Yes! This is from the 2000 Charlie's Angel movie. Great movie. Great movie. We watched it like last year, I think. Still a great movie. And then it was also put onto the Survivor album in 2001, but it was made for this movie. As you can obviously tell by them just listing <laughs> the names of the actresses names. at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> what an amazing song. Did you know Farah's vocals are on this? No. So apparently this was recorded when Farah Franklin was still part of the group. We talked about her in a previous episode. She became part of the group when some other people dropped out. She's the lost member. She pretty quickly dropped out, but apparently she recorded vocals for this and they are on this song. And it's the first song with Michelle's vocals, even though Michelle was in the music video for other things. Scandal. I know. I did not know that. Okay. The music video, I think the music video is trash. They oh, look great. Oh my God. <laughs> this music video is that moment of music videos when they were like, hey, can we have the artists for like a day and we'll just have them dance on a couple different green screen sets and then we're going to go off and make the music video of whatever we want. No. That's what happened in this <laughs> listeners, I don't think it's good at all. listeners, I'm not with Jacob on this. This is like <laughs> the best. Are we just having controversial takes on all of our picks tonight? Yeah, I guess because this is the best 20 year old CGI I've ever seen. Oh my God, they're going to ninja fight someone dressed in all yeah, purple. In their chiffon. <laughs> yes, God, it's all color themed. Like, what's Beyonce's mom's name again? Tina. Tina was working double time for these outfits, okay? And I love the CGI. They're in a futuristic, like, beyond 2022, baby. This is 2072, right? Sure, sure, the sure. The 70s. They just did some wire food. Of the 2000s. Charlie's Angels was all about. They're in a lighted room with disco lights. Because, again, this is 2072, baby. This is the 70s. <laughs> Disco comes back in 2072. They do the iconic pose. Okay, oh, hold on. When they're doing the iconic pose, they... Stop. They didn't... Stop. I can't even get this out. They're doing the pose, right? The silhouette pose where the three girls are doing something. Instead of doing the Matrix thing where they have camera all the way around... Stop. And have a 3D... <laughs> depiction of them they have a flat version of them and they spin it so that they go flat when you go you're asking too much <laughs> this is golden eye baby you're just oh not getting God. the references oh well it's a great song i love this song so much do you remember part two of independent i Women? do remember part two i love part two i love it's part two also let's put in a little clip
funky. I love it. How smart putting a part two on their album, though. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, we had this other song. Now you got to come to the album to hear part two. All right. Well, that's my first pick. Independent Women, part one. So that means I have to find a replacement this time. Ooh. I know. Almost never happens. But my second song, I hope that you listen to this and weep that you did not pick this song, or maybe you did, but can we talk about Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You for the movie The Bodyguard? Oh, it was on my list. No, you're kidding. List, I didn't put it. I didn't put it up here, but it was on my short list for sure. Okay, let's relive this classic. Oh, God. Costner looks so dorky. <laughs> I the audacity of this movie that a person looking like Kevin Costner could pull Whitney Houston. Come on. And it's not even Kevin Costner at his peak, like when he could have passed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like bowl cut Kevin Costner. <laughs> what a voice. I just melt for Whitney Houston. She's daydreaming about Kevin Costner in this video. Literally no one has ever done that before. But we need to talk about the Dolly Parton connection. Yeah. I love the original. This is the superior version, but I also love the original. I'm gonna have to disagree. I think Dolly's version is the superior. What you need. I don't disagree that Whitney turned it into a mega ballad from what it was, mm. where it was more simplistic and more pure from Dolly. And so this was recorded for the movie Bodyguard, but I think that Whitney's version of it has outlived that movie. Don't oh, get me wrong. Hands down. The movie's still popular, but this is just one of those songs that has outlived its soundtrack appearance. So that's my next for song. Sure iconic moment in music history i could sit there and listen to that all day god i love that yeah I, that was on my short list i didn't pick it because i had some other things i wanted to discuss with you okay oh speaking of now don't hate me uh-oh but i have brought something that is made by a well-known enemy of the pod uh-oh a giver of curses uh-oh a man who goes by a million names, but in this one, his name is Puff Daddy, oh, and it's no. Come With Me from the Godzilla soundtrack. Now what, Jacob? <laughs> this song is so good. <laughs> You're banned. You're fired. Have you heard this before? Oh, this is like a mashup with that song Cashmere. Yes, yes. I recognize well, not the even sample. Just a mashup. 
But Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin is playing it. He It's featuring him. Jacob, did someone hit you over the head and replace you? This song is amazing! Uh, okay, what year is this and why the movie Godzilla, which nobody saw? <laughs> this is 1998. Godzilla was a blockbuster. <laughs> so many people saw this. This song is so good. The guitar plus the rap. It's amazing. The orchestral backing. And I just hope you can get past the fact that it is the enemy of the pod, Diddy. But this was pre-curse. This is before he had ruined so many bands and groups for us. Before the ego. I was obsessed. This whole soundtrack was really good. I was obsessed with this song. And still am. I I still think it's amazing. And how much do we love a rap slash alternative mashup? By the way. Exactly. That's what's so good about it. Living for it. I can't deny how much I'm loving this. Yeah, just keep in mind, this is Precurse. This is the original Puff Daddy. He didn't even know yet that he was going to just throw Danny in the trash. of every woman that he met. Let's just say it. Yes. Let's say it. I put it out there. (laughs) Well, there you go. It's controversial to bring Enemy of the Pod Puff Daddy, but there. I'm shocked. I'm betrayed. Yeah, also, there are some undertones here that's like early what would become Kanye West music style where he always loved to pull from as many different elements as he could in order to create his art and I'm getting those vibes and I'm really shocked I haven't heard this before but you know it's not gonna make the top five but good choice (laughs) good pick (laughs) wow Okay, well, my next song was Destiny's Child. So instead of that, I'm going to... bad. Yeah, I know. I'm glad you brought it. I'm glad we both brought it because we're there. Mm -hmm. We're both there. My next pick is from a movie that I think you didn't see because I think you haven't been keeping up with or watching the Marvel movies. But when the movie Black Panther came out... There were a couple of really amazing songs that came out along with it. I didn't know which one to pick. I was torn between two songs with Kendrick Lamar. One of them which features SZA. And then another song which was released to promote the film. And it's with The Weeknd. But I chose the one with SZA because, you know, girl power. (laughs) It's harder to present a song like this. Not just on a podcast where we have to listen to it, but even just talking to you and I'm I'm sharing a video with you. It can never be the same as being in the movie theater, watching an epic film, a really emotional film, seeing the closing credit graphics while this song is being played in surround mm. sound in a theater. It will never compare, but let's still listen to this song anyway because it's a great song and it's called All the Stars. Yeah, I do know this song. I'm a huge SZA fan, so definitely love this song. 
it got some radio airplay because I believe both of the Kendrick Lamar songs for this movie were released as promotional singles. And you're right. I haven't kept up with a bunch of the Marvel stuff. I do think I watched this movie, though. It may have been on a plane, which is... Probably not the best way to see this movie. Right. I think the fact that my introduction to this song was on a big screen, surround sound, Mm -hmm. and you're just hit with this song. That's a good one. Just a solid song. Just a great song. Yeah, it is a solid song. And SZA, I'm sorry, but she is so underappreciated. Why is she not a megastar? Her voice is the voice of an angel. Absolutely. Absolutely. So there you go. So now I'm stranded. I've got to find something to replace Destiny's Child. While you contemplate on what you're going to replace that with, my next pick, I almost went down a track of only doing songs from one franchise, but I stopped myself. But I still had to bring one song from that franchise and so i want to talk about tina turner's golden eye um can i stop you right there am i hearing that you were gonna do an all golden eye franchise i was gonna do an all bond i was gonna do all bond (laughs) golden eye i'll show him forever it'll take forever to see Shadows as a child You never know How it feels to get so close And be denied This is Goldeneye Yeah, I didn't know this was written by Bono and the Edge from U2 Interesting For Tina Turner When I think of Bond themes This is one of the most Bond Know what I mean? I sort of agree But I have a lot more to say about that Oh (laughs) My most Bond is probably Diamonds Are Forever, the Shirley Bassey. But this one drips Bond. And I'm a fool for Tina Turner's voice. She could do anything and I would listen. Sounds so good in this. I also just love how she's the villain in this. And her voice is just so good for that. But I have a lot to say about this because I too had some conflicts when I was choosing my songs. Mm -hmm. The James Bond franchise has a really huge, really rich history with amazing theme songs going back decades. Yeah, from huge names. Well, that's the idea is with each movie, it has to be the biggest name that you could think of to sing it Mm -hmm. for that time. So when I was like in high school... And I don't know why. I don't understand why I spent my money on this. My limited funds as a teenager. But I went to the music store and I somehow ended up deciding to purchase a compilation called The Best of Bond. James Bond. (laughs) I was hoping you would talk about this. Do you remember me having this? Because I listened to it like on my little CD player with my headphones and everything. I took it on a trip. When we went on a ski trip to Colorado, it was like the only thing you listened to the entire time. Because it was freaking amazing, Jacob. And it's (laughs) weird because I was like 15 and half of these songs were from the 60s, 70s and 80s. I didn't care because every single one was such a blockbuster because they have the biggest artists of that time but they also make a really great theme for each movie and it's timeless 
I just don't think that the GoldenEye theme is the strongest of all the James Bond themes. God, we would need a whole James Bond episode to talk about this. <laughs> we might. We might in the future need to do that. I know. Yeah, this is a great pick. I don't know that it's the best pick for James Bond So themes. you're not judging it based on is it the best Bond song ever? We're judging it based on how good it is as a soundtrack song. But this isn't a James Bond episode, so unfortunately, we have to cut this argument short, and we can't <laughs> argue about this for two hours, but... I've been trying to tell you. We can't argue about this. Yeah, you're trying, and you're winning. I'm not going to argue about it, but I'm just not convinced. I'm sorry. I mean, what about Thunderball by Tom well, Jones? So far, you're being very negative about all my picks, but okay. All right. Let's see what you got then. Let's see what your replacement is. My final pick, I've had to change out for my honorable mention, which was, in fact, a James Bond theme. And it's the James Bond theme that I think is the best, and it's my favorite. And that's Tomorrow Never Dies by Sheryl Crow. Well, well, well. So we meet again, Jacob. <laughs> this is a good song. Love Shell Crow. Best James Bond theme? Don't think so, but... And you think Tina Turner's was the best one? It's better than this. I don't think it's the best. But which song do you want to put on a playlist and just drive around with? Hmm? Tina Turner. Shell Crow. It's just been too long since I've heard Shell Crow. I miss her. It's a good song, and I love Shell Crow, but it's not my top four Bond. I would place this above Tina Turner's. I don't know that I would place it above Madonna's Die Another Day. Well, we're at a bond off for our songs right now. I only have one small side story about this song. And you may remember because we used to live in the same neighborhood that we couldn't have cable television because it wouldn't mm -hmm. reach us. We were so rural. <laughs> But we just had to have satellite television. And so we had DirecTV and you could go to the pay-per-view movies and you didn't have to rent the movie, but you could just watch the trailer over and over for free on that channel. <laughs> <laughs> and I was young, okay, because this was when Tomorrow Never Dies came out. The 30 minutes leading up to the movie starting on pay-per-view was the movie trailer, the song Tomorrow Never Dies, and then the Moby version of the James Bond theme. And those three <laughs> things would just play on repeat for hours <laughs> until the movie would start. And that is how I came to love this song is by watching that free pay-per-view previews channel. <laughs> I love over that you invented over. YouTube by just going to pay-per-view and watching the previews. All right. Well, to get us out of this uh, Bond situation, my last song. Now, listen, our very first episode of season one, Middle School Dances. Who was the breakout star from that episode? None other than Leanna Rhimes. Oh my god, I was gonna say that dude that had that song Da Dip when da I dip, dip you dip. We <laughs> Freak dip. nasty. Freak nasty. No. <laughs> Sadly, I couldn't find a soundtrack song by Freak Nasty, but I do have a song by Leanna Rhimes 
Do you remember the movie Coyote Ugly? Yes. Well, she has a song called Can't Fight the Moonlight. No, this was a huge hit for her. Yes. I love this song. You can try to resist, try to hide from my kids, but you know. This is a soundtrack song? It was made for Coyote Ugly. So what happened? If you don't remember Coyote Ugly, the girl wants to be a songwriter. And in the credits, the whole thing is that she has made it because she sold a song to Leanne Rimes. And that's why she's performing with Leanne Rimes in the credits. Okay, so I remember Leanne Rimes crossover country to pop phase, Mm -hmm. which a lot of artists had, especially around this time. Did not know that I should have attributed this amazing song to this video, which also <laughs> featured Tyra Banks, didn't Tyra it? Tyra Banks, yes. Tyra Banks is in Coyote Ugly as well. And a really weak plot line, which it was the 90s slash early 2000s. We didn't care. Yeah, you really didn't need plot in movies at that time. But I love the song. I genuinely love the song, so I'm happy to bring it. But I'm also just super happy to talk about Leanne Rhymes once again in our first episode of the season. Bringing it back. I respect that. (laughs) I may vote for this in the top five. We'll see. It's a great song. Try to resist. That's a really good pick. And actually, that was a great, like, surprise pick. I did not know that was a movie (laughs) song. Yeah. According to my short Wikipedia research, this was for the movie. And I think Leanne might, maybe she wanted to even be in the movie, but then she just provided all the vocals for Piper Parabo. And they, whenever Piper was supposed to be singing, they just pitched Leanne down. Oh, a cool thing in the credits when Piper is supposed to be singing with Leanne, it's Leanne singing twice and they just pitch one of Leanne's tracks down to be Piper's. (laughs) So she's duetting with herself. You are bringing the facts tonight. Thank you. Well, I do my research for this podcast. It's season two. It's season two. I got to do research now. You can keep being the one that researches. Yes, I agree (laughs) with that. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into debates. Is it that time already? Gosh. It is that time already. I think Independent Women Part 1 and Lady Marmalade are easy, easy stays. Definitely. I think you said that you didn't pick that because you were hoping I would bring it. So it's got to be high up. Yeah, agree, agree, agree. Um, I Will Always Love You has to... I can't say no to Whitney, so... It's got to be high up. Now, Puff Daddy slash Godzilla? Question mark? Let's Listen, put a pin in that. No, don't knock it just because you haven't heard it before. You agree it's amazing. The mashup, the orchestra, Godzilla's cameo. It's great. But the source material of the sample is just good. Like, <laughs> did P. Diddy slash Puff Daddy add to it? Maybe. But you thought that I wasn't going to bring the pins back for season two, but I did. So Ugh, I tried to get rid of them. You did try, but let's put a pin in Puff Daddy. Okay. Well, I'm just asking you, don't be close-minded. Okay. All the stars from Black Panther. I'm okay with putting that to the side for now. Yeah, not as strong as some of these other picks. No, just a good song. And Tina Turner, GoldenEye versus Sheryl Crow, Tomorrow Never Dies. This is going to be a problem. I mean, 
I don't know how we're going to resolve this because the Tina Turner song is just better. So I don't know how to make you see that Tina Turner here is better than Sheryl Crow. Better according to what parameters? Music. No. <laughs> What's her last option? Is that it? Can't Fight the Moonlight. No, which is another great song. Okay. I would rather put in Can't Fight the Moonlight than Tina Turner. Goldeneye. Oh, but, but that's saying you think Cheryl deserves this top five. Put in Can't Fight the Moonlight. Just go ahead. And these are these are the contenders for number five. Cheryl Crow, Tomorrow Never Dies. Tina Turner, Goldeneye. And Puff Daddy. We're just letting him hang out with us. I mean, I don't know what else to say. If you can't recognize the genius of Tina Turner, I don't know what to say. Then to we you. might as well not even put her on this list because... Well, I'm not happy with Cheryl on the list is the thing. I'm not happy with putting Puff Daddy over either of these two women. <laughs> well, that's something we can agree on. So how are we going to do this? The last time I asked you, what do we usually do? when we are at a standoff and you gave a big sigh and you said, I usually just let you win. And I didn't think that was true, but I'm going to test that. Is that true? Do you just let me win? It's not true tonight, Erin. It's not true tonight. It's a new season. Listen, Golden Eye by (laughs) Tina Turner (laughs) is ageless. It is iconic. It is villainous. Tell me what the Sheryl Crow song is about, because I can tell you what the Tina Turner song is about. She is the villain. She has been watching him. She is ready to (laughs) get her revenge. Oh, I'm just thinking over and over about how smug you were in the Disney episode when three out of the five songs were for you. And I remember that. Um, Let me listen to the Tina Turner song again. Yeah, do. Treat yourself. I've got for you tonight. This is telling a story. Yeah, she's the villain and I love that. And I'm digging that. And Cheryl Crow's POV in the Tomorrow Never Dies song is more like, been gone, I'm waiting for you. How lame. How lame. But I almost feel like since this is the first episode of season two, that we should do a new kind of tiebreaker that we've never done before. I was going to say... What if to handle a tiebreaker situation like this, we both pick another song and the one whose song is better, the original song gets to stay. All right. So we're going on down our short list. We're picking something that maybe we would have shown for honorable mention. And whoever has the best honorable mention right now, the original song between the two Bond themes gets to stay on the list. Done. Okay. And it cannot be another Bond theme. We're not no, going through this again. No, uh, it's uh, <laughs> trust me. So tiebreaker songs. What is yours? Here's my tiebreaker pick. My heart will go on from Titanic <gasps> by exactly Celine Dion. What I no,
best soundtrack song right does this just mean my heart will go on should go here instead of either of these bond things yes 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 because it's a better song (laughs) okay embrace the chaos the last pick is my heart will go on by celine dion from the Titanic. <laughs> I love that we both immediately were like, oh, bet. I know, I know what my tiebreaker is going to be. Just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's over with. Sorry, the Bond themes are out. We're going to have to revisit the Bond themes later on a, on a more specific category. It was too contentious. Whew. Okay, we have our five picked, finally. Is this the part where we shake hands at the end and just laugh? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so our top five tracks for the best soundtrack songs, or the best songs that were made for a movie soundtrack, are number five, Can't Fight the Moonlight by Leanne Rimes, made for the movie Coyote Ugly. Number four, Independent Women, part one, by Destiny's Child for the movie Charlie's Angels. Number three, Lady Marmalade by Christina Aguilera, Lil' Kim, Pink, Maya, and Missy Elliott for the movie Moulin Rouge. Number two, My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion for the movie Titanic. And of course, number one, the iconic I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. Yay! Oh, we did it. Jesus. We did it. That was a struggle, but we did it. I didn't think that would end in friendly fire, but that was a pretty good twist. <laughs> That was the perfect ending to that. And that was not planned at all. That was... <laughs> no. Wild. Well, do you have any other honorable mentions left after we both fired off Celine? Let's talk about Madonna's Die Another Day, since we both mentioned it. I'm gonna keep this secret. I'm gonna close my body how well you remember each James Bond theme, but this Bond theme was a real cultural reset for James Bond themes, because if you go back and listen to the history of James Bond songs, they were all really like fully orchestral, Mm -hmm. lots of brass. And then Madonna came along and said, screw it. No. Madonna came along and said, you asked me to make the next Bond theme. It's going to be a Madonna song, right? So (laughs) Full out Madonna song. Yeah, you don't have the big orchestra and the big brass anymore. That's one of the signatures of a Bond song is just brass. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big songs. And she broke away from that in true Madonna fashion. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what makes it stand out. I love it. I love it too. And neither of us picked it, but it holds its place. Like this is a new classic Bond theme. And do you know mm-hmm. what else 
is funny is since this song, most Bond themes have reverted back to the classical style. That might be because they don't want to be compared to Madonna doing this. I mean, if they did another one that was out there like this, people are going to harken back to the Madonna one. And would you want to be compared to Madonna? That sounds intimidating. Yeah, I agree with that. That one's great. I can't wait for our full Bond episode to really hash that out. Yeah, we're going to have to because I've got like six or seven that I would die for. Well, my honorable mention that I really want to talk about is Dolly Parton's 9 to 5. Oh my god, I feel like an idiot for not thinking of this. Oh my god, it's. I thought you were going to steal one of mine, so I already put it high up in my notes but I love this film I love this song so much same excellent movie but amazing song yes stumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen pour myself a cup of ambition and yawn and stretch and try to come to life jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping out on the streets the traffic starts jumping with folks like me on the job from nine to five working Yeah, so this is for the 1980 film, 9 to 5, with Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda. If, if you haven't seen it, it's amazing still. Watch it. I didn't know 9 to 5 is actually the name of uh, National Association of Working Women, which was an organization all about fair pay and equal treatment in the workplace at the time. Okay. So not only is it just like I'm working 9 to 5, but also it's a kind of a shout out to them, which is pretty cool. Well, Dolly Parton's an actual genius, so actual nothing genius. surprises me. So yeah, Dolly Parton can never go wrong with her. And great song. Like, I'm a little sad that it got left behind in the honorable mentions because what a contender, right? For best movie song. Yeah, it was I hard to that pick. Song. It was hard to pick the four that I did, but I'm sure Dolly and maybe even this song will come up in the future. Oh, if we're going to talk about Dolly in the future, I definitely will bring that song because <laughs> I love that song. Oh, oh my God. I literally forgot about the mail chime until just now. God, it's ruthless. <laughs> and it came at the right time this time. But apparently that means that we have some mail. Why don't you go ahead first? Yeah, well, while you check your locks and your windows, I will tell everyone we got an email from Dustin. Thank you so much, Dustin. Dustin's in a lot an of email. really good songs. Yes, Ooh, an email exciting. at at gmail.com. Dustin sent a lot of different music suggestions, which we might sprinkle in through some episodes. So thank you, Dustin. One that we have to talk about. I don't know how we missed this on our People Who Shouldn't Have Released Music episode. He sent Macho Man Randy Savage Be A Man. <laughs> what? I have it's to listen to wild. this. wild. <laughs> <laughs> What in the world? Is this DMX? <laughs> it sounds like it, doesn't it? It's a diss track aimed at Hulk Hogan. Well, Randy Savage wishes. <laughs> Where was your reality show, Mr. Savage? Exactly. And little does Randy Savage know, we based a whole episode on Hulk Hogan's daughter, 
called people who shouldn't have made music. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how we missed this in that episode. Thank you so much, Dustin, for sending it. It's wild that this exists in the timeline that we're in. No, it absolutely fits in the timeline that we're in. <laughs> but great pick, Dustin. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. And if anyone wants to send their suggestions for this topic, a previous topic, you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at Hits Don't Lie Pod, or you can just email us at Hits Don't Lie Pod at gmail.com. All right, so this was our return after <laughs> almost two months away. We're back. I don't know. Should we go back and like record this whole thing over or just go with it? I mean, just go with it. But there is one thing we have to do before we wrap up the next topic. Oh, my God. It's your turn. Oh, my God. I'm nervous all over again. I forgot about this. <laughs> well, the next episode will be out after Valentine's Day. Okay. And I originally wanted something to do with Valentine's Day. But since it's going to be the week after, I want to do breakup songs. Oh, yes. This is an awesome choice. <laughs> We're done with love songs. That was last week. The week of the next episode is all about breakup songs. Oh, my God. That's perfect. I know. I'm so excited. These are some of my favorite songs. I've never really been in like a big dramatic breakup or a mood to fit them but they're just so good and i'm so excited to talk about them and also we have recorded a special with matt from pick a disc which yeah. should be coming out after this it's really and good I'm excited it is really good we can't wait that's our first guest of season two so we're glad you guys listened we're glad like i said if you listen to season one thank you so much if you're new Thank you, too. We hope we didn't scare you off. <laughs> if you liked this show, please consider rating us five stars on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And Good Pods. Find us on Good Pods, too. Yes, and Good Pods. And until next time, bye. Bye.